I'm Greg Uland, Marketing Director at Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected, the podcast with best practices and ideas to help navigate what is happening in the automotive retail industry and the world today. As the COVID-19 virus continues to change our world and how we live and work daily, this podcast discusses ways to continue operating in this unprecedented social environment. On today's episode, we have with us Rudy Nieto. Uh, Rudy's the Sales Vice President for Enterprise and OEM Sales at Reynolds & Reynolds. Uh, Rudy, thanks so much for joining us. Howdy, good morning. Morning. It's good to good to have you on, Rudy. Before we hop in, obviously we have a little bit different setup on today's episode. We also have with us Jessica Renicki from Reynolds and Reynolds. Uh, Jessica will be uh, the new host of Connected going forward. Jessica, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Greg. I'm excited to be here. Good, good. Well, Rudy, I wanted to get into it today and, and talk with you um, about the larger groups in the country. You, you get to work with some of the largest dealership groups out there every day. Um, you know, how, how's it going for them and how are they handling this, this situation? Well, I think they have a similar uh, immediate approach to, to all the other dealer groups out there is uh, first and foremost, they've been very concerned about the health and safety of their people and their, and their customers. And so um, it's, uh, it's been a progress, uh, it's been a process of going through uh, making sure everybody's safe uh, and taking care of, you know, first things first there. And then, uh, quickly thereafter figuring out how are we responding to this new normal. Um, and the longer it's gone on, the more the, 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 the new normal is setting in um, as more of a, a permanent kind of condition as far as the way consumers look at a transaction with a car dealer. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and in that light, I mean, anything specific that, uh, that you're seeing uh, those larger groups do that, that um, you know, maybe we could we could share, or is it is it kind of common? Some of the same common practices that we're seeing across all dealerships. You know, I think the interesting part is the the move to the the move to digital and and the words like touchless transactions, uh, whether it's in fixed operations or in um, in variable operations. I think that was a pretty logical progression. Um, you know, a lot of them saw that when when the COVID really took took hold. Uh, in mid-March, they all had some level of plan in place on making that pivot. Um, and not to say that they were waiting for something like COVID, of course, but they knew that there would be something that would cause that to pivot and consumers would, uh, the consumers and their, and their employees, moreover, would be more willing to adopt that full digital experience. Um, uh, so, you know, the, the dealers that uh, have been planning um, and have always had a backup plan. I think you know all the large groups pretty much did in different in different ways, and they've all been able to react and execute. And they have not spent a whole lot of time, you know, arm waving um, and, and saying, you know, woe is me. They've said, okay, well, this is just the the market reality, and we've had some very good years uh, leading up to this. Um, but I think they've all been in business long enough to understand. Uh, the cyclical nature of automotive and sometimes they get caused by pandemics and sometimes they get caused by you know what happened with all the banks in 2008-2009 uh, or 9-11 in 2001 or you know oil busts, embargoes, recessions. There's all different causes for these things but um, one of the one of our largest dealers um, who I think is uh, you, you see some videos of him on our on our website he made an interesting remark because uh, I asked them, you know, what, how are you doing? You know, what can we be doing to help help better um, 
you know, help better digitize your stores. And, and we went through a lot of the solutions, but what he said at the end was, he said, you know, Rudy, I, I wish I had a video of myself coming out of that 08, 2001, oil embargoes, recessions. I wish I had a video of myself every time because I've never had better habits coming out of those bad times um, than, than I, you know, than, than those moments when we all just really had to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and, uh, and come out of it better. And what he, what he notices is over time as business is really good, you know, you kind of need to watch that video of yourself and say, okay, am I really taking advantage of the opportunity I have right now by being the most efficient and the most forward thinking that I can be? Um, Cause you know, when business is good, kind of that rising tide is lifting a lot of boats anyways. But in, in this time you, you really got to be on your game to, uh, to be successful. So, um, you know, I, I'm encouraging of all dealers to, to, uh, you know, we are going to come out of this and customers are going to buy cars differently. We're going to service cars differently. Um, I think Reynolds solutions are going to probably behave differently. Um, but my hope is that we don't forget the pain, you know, not to say I want everybody to feel pain, but I don't want anybody to forget the, the pain and sacrifice that, that it took to come out of it. So that, that way this is going to eventually happen again. We'll, we'll be just as prepared to head this on next time, whenever the next cycle hits. So um, a lot of optimism in the groups. Um, I think uh, their people are all very motivated, which is, is a, a common theme uh, that I see with Reynolds as well. Uh, that speaks to good leadership. Um, you know, and I think they're also looking at uh, uh, acquisitions going forward because, you know, that if, if there are stores that are saying this is too much and, and this, this COVID stuff, I just can't, can't deal with it. I mean, I think that, that, uh, that could be a dynamic. It's an unknown right now, but uh, I think everybody's looking to uh, come out of the gate strong as soon as uh, we can start doing business again. It's good to hear. That's good to hear. And Rudy, what do you think that optimism uh, that you mentioned is driven by? I mean, are you starting to see and hear some positive momentum in the marketplace as far as sales and demand goes? Um, the, 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 you know, just from understanding the CRM volume, you know, we get, we get some insights and this is maybe more of an OEM related thing, but the, the, the number of consumers shopping online is obviously going up, you know, over a hundred percent. Uh, the transactions have not yet, but what's happening is um, just like if you saw the, the growth of Zoom over this 45 days to 60 days, um, consumers are really getting more comfortable and dealership personnel are getting much more comfortable um, going through the web, just like we're doing right now. You know, it, it, you know a year ago, you would have had me come out to Dayton and record this with you. So... I think just everybody's overall uh, comfort and adoption uh, has been pretty substantial. So I say that and somebody's gonna probably Zoom bomb us in just a minute, but um, but I think that's gonna change uh, dealers' perception of how they can operate. Um, are showrooms gonna go away? No, but are showrooms gonna change in, in how they get utilized? I would say, I think it's highly likely. Uh, dealers are finding they can do a lot of things differently um, and more efficiently. Um, does that mean less people? Not necessarily, but does that mean the people they have can be more effective um, in their jobs? 
you know, I think that answer is yes. I mean, you know, without a doubt, things like consolidated accounting are a hot topic right now. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a 50 store group, there's no point in having 50 accounting offices. You, you can go to one pretty quickly uh, in that example. So um, for those that have not made that turn, I think they're all looking heavily at that. Um, and, you know, they know that people are going to still need to get their car serviced. Um, and I think they, you know, they, they can be okay with selling a few less cars if the cars you're selling, you're optimizing all your growth, your, uh, your gross opportunities, you know, keeping your costs down. Uh, digital helps them do that. So Rudy, it sounds like there's a lot of positivity that can actually come out of this. Um, what about OEMs? How have your interactions been with them and how are they handling this? Well, I think the most refreshing thing, and again, I, I hate to use the word, you know, pain, but in, in times of crisis, you really, uh, it really level sets everybody. And, you know, as we've gone up in the cycle and all the OEMs are jumping up and down to push more metal, this is forcing them to think differently. Um, obviously, the OEMs have had some, some furloughs and, and um, some, some of them have said, go ahead and take your vacations or don't come back for a month. You know, they've halted production. Some of that's happened. Um, the, the OEMs have always kind of been rumored to say, well, we don't really need the dealer to transact with the consumer or we can tell the dealer how they should transact with the consumer because we know better. Um, and if you follow the cycles over time, that's never really panned out. Um, and I think they've recognized again that this has been, this gut punch has, has taught them how important it is to their success to help their dealers be successful. So um, my comment to all the OEMs when they've reached out has been, this is refreshing. I'm glad that, you know, we're paying attention to making sure that, you know, the servant mentality of leadership is if you help your people be successful, you will be successful by default. And I think the OEMs are operating under that um, line of thinking right now. They're, they're looking for ways to make sure that their dealers are healthy and their dealers survive because they know just based off of what's been happening that they cannot bypass the franchise system. It is critical to their success. So that's been refreshing because I know that's something a lot of dealers are concerned about. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Um, Rudy, we just want to thank you so much again for joining today and for sharing with us. Is there anything else that you want to add? Um, you know, I think, uh, I think everybody's projecting what's happening with the, with the SAR. Um, you know, it was at 17 to 18 million. Now we're going back and forth of 12 to 13 to 14 million. But um, I think the, the most successful dealers are going to be the ones that come out of this thinking, how can we use this opportunity to get better? So a couple examples. Uh, Greg, I've seen some of the, the offers that we're putting out there for, you know, uh, free trials on new solutions, you know, free training classes, webinars, um, utilization over Zoom as opposed to on-site, and all of our account teams seem to be very excited to, to offer this. That, that's one other common trend I'm seeing is, hey, while we're cooped up, you know, uh, great time to do a lot of blocking and tackling on how to get better. So, um, you know, I, I, I would just continue to encourage dealers to look at that time to, uh, to make, it, make themselves better in the interim. We have a lot of things we can do to help be more efficient, use your software better, 
Um, and I think a lot of dealers are taking those things and executing new strategies, you know, real time uh, as they learn some of these new things. But um, I, I would just highly encourage that, that kind of behavior. I'm doing the same myself with uh, spending more time uh, behind the scenes with OEMs and enterprise groups, uh, making sure that they're maximizing uh, their opportunity because you know there's going to be a race for all these customers when things open up and people say let's um, buy cars you know one thing I think everybody's forgotten is uh, after these stimulus checks come out people got pe nobody submitted their taxes on time so there actually may be a little delayed rush from uh, people getting their taxes submitted when they're due July 15th um, so I think we'll have some um, some wind in the sails and and uh, There'll be, there'll be some cars to get sold, but we all, we're going to get through this. Very good. Well, well Rudy, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on and taking some time out of your day. Um, it, was, it was definitely nice to talk with you. Okay. Happy to talk to you guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, you too. And Jessica, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on, and we'll see you next week. All right. This has been Connected. Stay safe, and we'll see you on the next episode.